Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Having said that, I guess because of the pandemic or whatnot, it didn't exactly work out the way I wanted it to. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education, and much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with the podcast. Welcome back, Right Club Nation, another episode of the Right Club Podcast. I'm Alfonso Salemi, and today my amazing co-host, Francois Lantier. How are you doing, Francois? Very well, very well. How about you, Alfonso? What's going on? Oh, doing great, doing great. We are minute by minute uh, waiting for the arrival of, uh, of our little baby boy, myself and my fiance. So on pins and needles, waiting uh, and in the home office, not not being too far from home, but uh, still very, very grateful and fortunate that uh, still being able to get a lot done remotely with the with the, the blessings of technology and uh, everything that we can do. Um, yeah, it's been great. And uh, yeah, continuing to, to move forward. And how about you, Fritz? Well, what's new with you? I'm actually taking some Spanish lessons. So I, I did speak Spanish, but it's been seven years. So I'm quite rusty, <laughs> okay. but that's really fun. And it just changes the mindset completely. So it's important to be immersed in real estate, but sometimes doing something altogether different brings in fresh perspective. So that's kind of why I'm doing it. I love that. I love that. So you're, you know, I think I know cerveza. That's about all I know in Spanish, <laughs> but uh uh, but for me, that's tennis. I, I take uh, some tennis lessons and I play tennis a couple times a week. And it, you are, you are immersed. You can't be thinking about anything else, you know, for myself, you know, playing tennis, being in that moment when you're trying to, to learn Spanish and, you know, thinking probably, I don't know, in English or French, this is a third language now. Yeah, it gets right? very tricky. I end up speaking English instead of Spanish. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, you have to translate to yourself sometimes, but uh now that, that's fantastic. And it is, it's being immersed in whatever we're doing, right? Is having that balance and balancing, moving those things across because sometimes you can be too much into one thing, um, but it gives you that other perspective and, and, uh, and going through that. But uh, yeah, that, that's fantastic. And yeah, super excited. Have a great guest today, uh, Vinod, who's, uh, who's, you know, I guess pretty, I guess just finishing up his rookie season, I guess, if yes. you want to call it, in, in real estate and, and really, uh, accomplished so much in a short period of time in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, you know, have a great chat with him on how he was able to to grow, uh, you know, build teams, invest remotely. That's something that I always, you know, still have a little bit of issue trouble with, or, or you know, get wrapping my head around, uh, you know, investing remotely, having teams of people in different areas, having them there, um, and not being able to see or or be there at the property. So you know, he, he speaks about it great. He's he's in IT. 
which again is a whole nother discipline and different than, than real estate without having that background and uh, a great chat with, with him and, and how important networking is. So we're, uh, we're super happy that we're doing these podcasts, that our network is growing, the Right Club's network is growing. And if you haven't reached out or gotten in contact with us, make sure that you do get to therightclub.com. Reach out to us and we want to hear from you. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, have a cool story. Or, uh, or, or maybe have some good resources that, uh, that you can offer to the club. We would love to hear from you. So well, what do you say, Francois? Let's, uh, let's get to the show. Yes, let's get to it. Welcome to the podcast, Vinod Krishnan. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining Francois and I. And uh, looking forward to getting to, to know you a little bit. Uh, uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alfonso. And uh, thanks, Francois. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, for those that are listening in, I've been following Vinod for about a year. We follow the same mentoring program and I've seen all kinds of great stories on Facebook. And funny enough, as we're recording this, there's a big Facebook outage. So can't find out more. We have to go by memory. <laughs> But uh, Vinod, yes, welcome. And um, I'm going to take Alfonso's line. Could you give us a 30,000 foot view of your background as a real estate investor. Uh, before we came on, you were telling us some background. So please go ahead. All right. Um, so I am an IT manager by profession and I still am. Um, about a year ago, actually exactly a year ago, September 29, 2020, is when I started my first investment. And I always had this idea of investing in real estate, just didn't know how to do it. I thought I figured it out. Well, at least I, I at least I saw other people doing it around that time, and I decided to jump in right away. Um, so I started with a couple of buy and holds, and then I realized, uh oh, now what do I do? <laughs> well, that was a traditional mortgage, the traditional 20 percentage mortgage, and I, you know, bought a couple of buy and holds, and then I don't have, you know, any more money to put in uh, as down payment. So I decided to do a pivot on my strategy. And then I jumped right into some flippings. So some active, active investments there. Um, so I started on Jan in January uh, 2021. I did my first flip in January 2021. And since then I did six flips and uh, all of them remote. So I live in Oakville, Ontario. And those who know this area know like it's, it's a pretty expensive location to do do a, a flip for especially for a beginner so all of these are remote flips and that's something exciting that i wanted to talk to you guys too here because i have seen a lot of investors new investors especially struggling with this this exact reason like hey i can't find anything anything near me like how do i but i don't have the courage to do remote investing so how do i do this so that's something that i would like to talk about Um, so yeah, all of my flips are remote. Um, really, I haven't really gone, uh, visited any of these properties except the last one, which is in Kitchener, that's the closest to me. Um, so a few flips there, um, uh, we just purchased one property to Burr and we have um, something in Alberta for infill. It's a new development and uh, an Airbnb arbitrage and recently getting into some 
a bigger flip, which is an acreage flip in Alberta. So that's where I stand right now. Um, bigger things in the pipeline, but this is where I am right now. Yeah, that, that's fantastic because that always comes up, right? The, the remote investing. And, you know, I know, Francois, you've invested remotely. And, and, you know, in some ways I have too, if you consider, you know, Northern Ontario, even Eastern Canada with some rent to own, it's a little bit different when you're investing that, but doing flips from, from a remote area. Um, that's, that's incredible because I, you know, I, I did some renovations on a project. Luckily it was like a three minute walk and I was there almost every day. I didn't do anything, but I just walked to make sure that, you know, it was clean and stuff like that. And, and with your background as an IT manager, you know, how does, to me, it almost seems like conflicting, you know, the hands-on and the hands-off or, 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 or how, how did you manage that? How, how did you, you know, get past that barrier to, to do that remotely and, and what skills, you know, would you recommend that someone either get better at or, or hire out when, when you're doing things like that remotely? Um, number one, the skills, I guess, I mean, I'll jump directly into it, right? Number one, uh, managing, managing a project. Um, and number two, trust people and processes, right? So one, one good one thing that worked for me is I'm part of a few networking groups and some of them like very closely, like the council from Cashflow Tribe um, and um, the Melendave group and so on. So I'm very close. I'm, I'm in a very close knit groups there. And I do have several allies and I do network. Like I do pick up the phone pretty much every day, talk to someone new every day, pretty much. So I do network and I have uh, developed, you know, there's some allies uh, during this process. And there are a few individuals that I know that I can really trust working with. And, you know, I don't really need to micromanage. I'm, 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 I'm okay with, you know, letting it go. I really don't need to control everything. As long as I know the, at a higher level, I know the numbers work. I know this is what's needed for renovation plus 10 percentage maybe. I know this is the ARV. So as long as I trust the person who I work with to find out the ARV. I trust the person who I work with to find the renovation and to execute the renovation. I'm okay with that. So I'm lucky to be able to find such individuals in certain cities. And that's where I went for flips to those cities, Moncton, New Brunswick, um, Sault Ste. Mary, Ontario, Pembroke, which is near you, Francois, I guess, right? Yes. Uh, Pem Pembroke and Petawawa in Ontario. Uh, and the closest is Kitchener here. I also have uh, uh, a couple of flips in Alberta, and which is a slightly different story because now I do have a team in Alberta. So that's slightly different. But the other cities, um, yeah, I was, I, I was really trying it out and um, came out without much damage, I guess. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, as Elevation Realty, are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club, and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment-focused, high-volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, 
We deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we get very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single family rentals, duplex conversions, three and four unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca, that is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, and let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. <laughs> that's quite a variety of markets. And earlier on, you mentioned something else that's interesting and that I know kind of where it comes from, but the Airbnb arbitrage, it's something we don't hear too much on the right club, uh, but I have heard it in many other networks. So does that tie in with the flips? Like, do you, well, how, like, how do you get into that same market or totally different? Yeah. And if we could take it a step back, explain that, because I've obviously heard of Airbnb, but the arbitrage, maybe, yeah, explaining and, and how to do that, because I've never heard of that. Okay, so Airbnb arbitrage, again, you know, I was involved with some networking groups out of Alberta, and I was talking to them, and I got this idea, like, you know, if we can lease a unit and then do an Airbnb on it, uh, why not? I mean, again, I didn't know whether it was, it would work, but I just wanted to give it a try. And that's, that's exactly what I did. I gave it a try. Um, so there was a management company in Alberta who would manage it as for us. This is, so this is supposed to be like completely hands-off. And, um, so they would manage, they would find the unit. All that I needed to do was to sign the lease and pay the rent every month and pay the management fee and they would manage everything. Um, so yeah that's 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 exactly uh, that's exactly what it was having said that during I, I guess because of the pandemic or whatnot it didn't exactly work out the way i wanted it to again there is not much of a damage for me but um, you know it was not to be to tell you the truth it was not a huge success so that's why i didn't go for the second third one or the fourth ones so i just had one and i'm still uh, running it so if you could do something differently, or if you would have changed something in that process, um, what, what maybe would you apply now if you were to do that again? Obviously, nobody could have predicted, you know, the, the COVID pandemic, but, you know, what would you have done differently or advice that you'd give to someone that would, you know, to, or the next time that you make an investment like that? Yeah, I would, um, I would suggest them to, to do your own due diligence. Um, do not rely on, you know, someone else's due diligence on this, do your own, and then identify, you know, know your target market. There are tools out there called like AirDNA, for example, where you could do your own research on a specific market during, market during specific times and so on. So do that. And if, the num if you think that the numbers work um, very well, 
for you and then then you know jump into it and also make sure the target city is again so during pandemic the tourist cities really got hurt so you know keep those things in mind um, probably do that in a bigger city than trying to do it in a very touristy city and so do your own due diligence and find uh, the right property management company it's a very hands-on business if we have to do it ourselves it's a very hands-on business so ideally you should give it to a management company to do it but um, do your own research that's what i was going to say my airbnb it's it's very much like a baby alfonso you'll know all about it very soon so you need to keep an eye on it water it and really keep a close eye on housekeeping and supplies and like there's a patio door that fell off. Like you never know what's going to happen and you need to keep your clientele. They're much more demanding. So that's a very interesting insight. Like you said, so the market where you went was very much tourism, but I found during the pandemic, the biggest clients were actually workers. So nurses, people isolating, a very different clientele we've never seen before. So like you said, no one could have predicted that. Yep. So that's great insight, though, and something really interesting to try for those that have maybe limited funds or like a smaller budget. Like you said, you're renting a unit, you furnish it somehow, maybe it's rent to own furniture and or some sort of creative strategy to furnish the place. And then you can rent it in Airbnb if it's allowed by the owner and the city and all all those fun levels. So, wow, you've you've done quite a bit in a year. <laughs> So how is it with your family? Like, do you have a wife or someone that supports you in all this? Uh, that's very important. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so it's, it's very important that, you know, your spouse is on board uh, when you are uh, in the real estate business because you do spend a lot of time on the phone talking to different people and networking and as long as they understand why we are doing this, I think that's half the battle, right? So that's, it's very important. Take them into confidence as to why we are doing this. And uh, yeah, she's very supportive. In fact, um, even when I was only thinking about nine to five, um, she's the one who kind of taught me, you know, there's a world out there outside of nine to five. Uh, so yeah, uh, absolutely. Very, very supportive. Yeah, that, and, that's wonderful. So and, I thought, sorry, go ahead. So yeah, I just wanted to add, like you know, during um, this pandemic and we work from home, so that kind of helped too. Like I don't have that commute time between my city and Toronto, and you know, I, I saved uh, a lot of time there, and I could put those times for good use here. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely been one of the positive things. Yeah, less commuting time, maybe less pollution out there as well, too, in our vehicles. Uh, but using that time, uh, whether it was, you know, the, the commute time to, like you said, network. And, you know, if I'm and if I'm, I'm trying to keep track here, because that is a lot that you've done in, in you know, in the past year, uh, you know, two, two duplexes, a buy and hold, six flips, a burr, uh, the Airbnb arbitrage, which I'm going to can't wait to dig into this a little bit more and, and learn a little bit more about that. And now, you know, with an infill lot. So with those people out there saying, well, 
You know, of course. Well, you live in Oakville. You have lots of money. You bought all these properties. You have all kinds of money. How did you finance these? How did you do these? Was it yourself? Was it joint venture partners, conventional financing? Walk us through how, you know, you were able to qualify. Obviously, you talked about the due diligence and the importance of, you know, making sure that ARVs and, and the finances are working out. But how do you, how did you purchase these and finance these properties? So how did I do this? Two words, OPR and OPM, right? Other people's resources and other people's money. And I somehow, I usually don't use the word other people's money. It's not like we are using somebody else's money. We are working together with them to invest so that we benefit and they benefit. My, my handle is win, win with Vinod. Um, so it's like, you know, everybody wins in this game. Um, so only my first two properties, the two duplexes, that's the money out of my pocket. The rest, everything, 100% are investors' funds. And it's networking. Um, the Melendave group, um, the council group, uh, and my other uh, networking groups, Prosper Path, that's, I'm part of that too. So I'm part of a lot of networking groups and I meet individuals there, I meet investors there, I talk to them. Uh, and I and I pitched them ideas. Um, yeah, so I, I did source most of the funds for all these flips from there. And I have also used institutional lenders on, on, in some cases. For example, my uh, the latest uh, flip in Kitchener, that's uh, pretty highly, you know, it's a high-end flip in a way. So I had to, I had to put together like 800,000 plus. And so part of it was like institutional money, but uh, the other part was private individuals uh, and JV partners. So yeah, I have had all kinds of different sources, JV, uh, private individuals and um, institutional investors. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. And do you find, like you mentioned, lots of networking? After a while, you have a few partners and then they want to rinse and repeat. Like you don't need a million partners. You need lots, yes. but so is that what's happened for you? Like the same few people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So exactly. So uh you know, the first few projects, um, you know, I exited out of the first few projects and then uh, the same individuals are investing with me for my uh, current projects. And now I have something, you know, the project coming up is pretty big. So I, I need a little bit more funds than usual. So I need to go outside of that circle, but generally, yes, uh, they are repeat investors. But that's great. And now you know where to find more investors 
and how to approach them. And that's something a lot of people ask me, how do I find investors? So do you have some tips, Vinod, like on how to build your profile and what do you do to attract people? It's a, again, it's a, it's all, it all goes back to, I mean, there's one thing more important in real estate than location, 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 and that's network, 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 right? It's just um, talking to different individuals. There are, there are enough people with money out there. They want to do business. It's just that you need to create that rapport with them um, start interacting with them, talk to them, let them know what you do, um, keep them updated, keep your social media updated. See, uh, general, normally I'm a very private individual. I am before real estate, I would hardly post anything on Facebook. But again, it's the nature of the business. Others need to know what we do for two reasons. Number one, if that inspires someone, great. Right. If this interview inspires at least one new or aspiring uh, investor, that's awesome. I think we, you know, it served the purpose. Um, so yeah, number one, um, you know, go out there, put it out on social media. Uh, it could inspire some people. And number two, like investors get to know you, and other part, potential JV partners, with or without money, it doesn't matter. People will know you and you have a lot of opportunities to work together. So I would say networking, that's the key. Yeah. And, you know, and as the listeners are, you know, listening to what you're saying, networking and networking, and, you know, it's, it's definitely got a little bit harder, right. With the, the digital and, you know, less in-person events. Now we're thankfully getting back into, to, to more in-person events. But when you were working with your first joint venture, you said you had done two projects under your belt. That first one, that's awesome that you, you took that yourself and, you know, you went on and you learned, you had that experience. So you gained a little bit of experience, but then when you found that first joint venture partner, uh, like I just can hear the question coming in from all the listeners right now. Well, I don't have any experience. I don't have any knowledge of how to do this. How do you answer those questions? Or, you know, if an investor or joint venture partner says to you, well, why, why should I give you your money or what experience do you have? How did you, I'm sure you must've handled those objections. Because yeah. I know I, I took similar path where I'd invested on my own and then started bringing on joint venture partners. How did you address those concerns, and and what can you share with uh, with the listeners? Yeah, so through this networking, you know, even before I started looking for properties, I I, I did I did the networking, and I had already built. Uh, a kind of support system among among our investor community, and so here's here's the deal. So I think it was end of November or beginning of December. Uh, my realtor from Pembroke, she called me and said, "Hey, I know that you're looking for a flip opportunity. We do have an opportunity here in Petawawa, which is right next to Pembroke, and it's so and so the price and." She's like, it's a, it's a very good deal. So I asked her for details. She gave me the numbers. She gave me the pictures. And, you know, I, I did trust her. And I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. I didn't know where the money was going to come from. But I knew, I knew that uh, I had to close it on January 5th. And by the nature of that purchase, I couldn't even put some conditions. Um, 
there. And I wouldn't recommend that to everyone, but I'm just saying like, this is what happened to me. And, but I had, I knew in my mind that the deal was good and I will be able to find money for that. Um, now it's just a matter of where to source that from. So I did let um, all my friends know, I did let everyone in that inner circle know that I'm looking for this. I did have a couple of sleepless nights, I knew, you know, to tell you the truth, um, because nothing happened the first uh, two or three days. And on the fourth day, uh, someone called me. So you want funds for this, right? I'm like, yeah, still looking for it. Okay, I know someone. So he, he connected us. And so that individual was looking for opportunity to invest. I was looking for um, doing the flip. And, you know, it's again, the networking that helped me. That guy brought the person in. Um, and then, then we did a joint venture. Um, so so my, my point here is, you're not going to get everything perfectly aligned before you are able to start getting into real estate. As long as you are confident that the numbers work, the numbers are good, you have enough time before closing to get things in order. And if you have confidence in yourselves, um, I'm sure you'll find a way. So I, I knew, I mean, I knew I will find a way somehow. I just didn't know how. Yeah. And you invested in yourself quite a bit. I mean, you've joined a few different mentoring groups and programs. So that's really an important part as well. Like it inspires confidence. And like you said, you set up a network before going out and offering your deals because then, then people start getting back to you. But yeah, there's always an element of risk. And I, I really admire what you've done. And I've had those sleepless nights, like you said, sometimes you bid on it, no conditions and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I need to get that money soon. And that has happened to me before. So that's yeah. excellent. So do you have uh, like one key advice you'd like to share with the um, our audience? Something that really stands out? Yeah. It, it was like that old Nike ad, like, just do it. Do not wait. Uh, that's exactly what I just mentioned. Like, do not wait for everything to align. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Uh, just do it, but do the right thing. And it doesn't mean that do the right thing doesn't mean that, you know, uh, you're you looking for perfectionism there. Um, by, by, by that, what I mean is um, do not cut corners. You are here to serve others just keep that in in the in the mind always right you're here to serve others for for some short-term gratification do not mess up your long-term goals or, or your long-term prospects follow the process trust the process follow the process success will follow later do not look for instant success uh, so yeah just do it do the right thing this would be my two key sentences for any aspiring investors. And of course, two more, which is get a mentor. It's, it's very important. And, and I, uh, without a mentor, I uh, kind of compare it to uh, someone who wants to be the, the fastest runner in the world. 
And this guy, he may be very fast, but he may not be doing it the right way or using his potential to the maximum without a trainer. It's very similar in real estate. You may know everything that you want to do. However, without a mentor, you may not be doing it the right way. You may not be doing it the right way, uh, or you may not be using your you know, full potential to get there. So get a mentor uh, and, and just do it. Excellent advice. I really enjoy it. Thank you so much. So now we're gonna transition into our lightning round. So we have a series of four questions we ask all our guests and they have to say the same answer. No, I'm kidding. It's always the same <laughs> questions. So anyway, and I never remember them. So it's always new. Uh, so question number one, are you ready, Vinod, to play this game? All right, let's do it. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. The first one is easy. What is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Oh, um, get a mentor. I got the same advice. Nice. Nice. Very good. Okay. So without being repetitive here now, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And that could be anything, a book, a training, a person, an event, but a resource that maybe you use quite often that's useful in your investing. Uh, I would say other people, my, my, my allies. It's all about that team. You mentioned all the different team members having that trust, especially yeah. when you're different provinces or, or remote, you know, having that team and building that trust and, and knowing who they are um, yeah. and knowing what they stand for and what their goals are. So great, it's great better. Answer. It's better than any books out there. Yeah, it's true. Living knowledge, living books. <laughs> yeah. And the third question, what is the attribute that has made you most successful? Um, I am um, um, not risk averse. What is the opposite of risk averse? Um, I Daring. don't, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay taking risks, um, as long as I know what I'm getting myself into. And so I think if you want to scale, that's very important. Uh, you can't be safe and, and you can, you can't, you can't always be safe and have success, uh, in, in business. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I can I, I take risks. You have to. There's no, we take a risk every day, waking up, crossing the street, <laughs> doing what we have exactly. to do. And so that, that's, that's great advice. So uh, I know, and just before we started recording, you mentioned, you know, you have uh, two young boys, you know, eight and five year old. And obviously you mentioned your wife and her support. Um, what does, you know, a typical Sunday morning look like for you? Is that family time? Is that working time? Is it looking at deals? What does a typical Sunday look like for you? So my Saturday is the family time. 
Sunday, I get a little bit more into uh, some business. So I do have a call with my, uh, so I do have a business partner. He lives in Alberta. His name is Huffel. And a lot of the success is, you know, I, I can't claim it all myself. It's um, equally attributed to him. Um, so I do have uh, business calls with him every day, every morning. Uh, and I do have other networking calls. I would have set up some networking calls with someone on Sundays. Uh, and in the afternoon, I do have a call with my uh, mentorship group. Um, and um, sometimes I go to my um, flip property that's happening in Kitchener right now. So Sunday is for work. Saturday is for family. I love it. I love it. And as you were saying that, it made me think of a quote. And I think we've heard this before, right? But if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with many, right? And, and, and bring those people along with you and, and, and learn from the ones that have gone, you know, farther ahead. And, and, and you're so humble when you do share those successes and the, and the people, you know, uh, you know, you the great story within a short period of time, you know, you've amassed a lot of experience and uh, can't wait to to talk to you even you know six months from now and another year from now and the um, and see you at a right club event and and adding to the strength of our network uh, of the people around us there. So um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, you know how how would they do that? Yeah, uh, the best way to reach me is on Facebook. Uh, you can look for Vin Vin with Vinod, W I N W I N with Vinod. Uh, or in Instagram, it's the same handle, or um, you can email. I don't know if you have it, uh, you know, if you're going to show it somewhere, but if you want to email, it's vinod at kanvin, K-A-N-V-I-N dot properties. So email, Facebook, or Instagram, I'm available. And, and I love networking, as you probably would have already learned by this time. Uh, I would love to talk to you. Excellent. Thank you so much. And you have final words of advice, something else you'd like to add for our listeners? Uh, I think I, 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 already, um, I already talked about my final word of advice. Uh, it's just that do not just sit on the sidelines, you know, just get into the business and everything is, as they say, figure outable. You can figure out everything. You, you will learn everything on the job unless you start doing it you will never figure these things out. I just read somewhere today that uh, Netflix didn't, uh, did not start as a streaming giant and Amazon did not start as, you know, this company that sell everything. They started selling books. Netflix started with uh, uh, renting DVDs. So look where they are now. So just start it and you will figure out where you want to reach. That's so true. Words of wisdom, Alfonso. I think that's what you did. You kind of started it and look at where you are now. That's what I did too. I'm like, worst case, we sell the place and move on. So the excellent words of advice. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Right Club Nation for listening. And it's been a pleasure. Until the next time, come grow with us. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. So Alfonso, what did you think? I was inspired. I mean, all this energy, one year doing long distance flips, duplexes, Airbnb arbitrage, uh, joint ventures, private lenders. I, I don't know. I'm just, my head is spinning. This is such a great interview. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, a multiple of different disciplines and in trying different things, you know, learning from some mistakes as well, too, along the way. And yeah, I definitely picked up some information there. The Air, Airbnb arbitrage, that is that is something that I'm going to look into. And there's something that he picked up that I think, you know, it may go unnoticed in most days and in most of my days is that talking to somebody new every day or learning something new every day, whether it is about real estate or is you know, something different completely, but com continuing to expand, you can expand your knowledge base, expand your network and continuing to grow. And that's what really it's all about. And, and that's what I really loved what he said is that he's, he's made it a focus on growing his network, you know, coming from an outside industry where it was nine to five and, you know, it was working in that industry, but being forced to grow that and getting into different groups and meeting all kinds of new people really is what the little seedlings of the right club was all about is growing networks and meeting new people. So that, that was something that, uh, that I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was a great takeaway and absolutely this, this growth and, and this, he went from being risk averse at the beginning, he said he had analysis paralysis and now he's not risk averse. So this is crazy. It's like swimming or like biking, you jump in or start pedaling and at first you'll fall. But eventually you're like, this is easy, just like swimming. I mean, you can float, worst case. So <laughs> hopefully you don't float. And I find the arbitrage maybe with some floating. But in the future, he has a new new strategy he could explore. So I really invite all our listeners to take some notes. This was a really good episode and great advice. And make sure to reach out to Vinod and, and find out more. And uh, yeah, so Alfonso, we should invite the listeners as well to give us a rating on Apple Podcast. What did you think about this? Like, give us some notes. We want to know. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Come grow with us. And also our new tagline, customize your life. So I love that. And Alfonso, I think you're doing that. You said you moved. I moved three times this summer. And anyway, we can all customize our lives. So yeah, that's it. Till the next time. See you next time, guys. Come grow with us. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.